welcome to Right Now Workshop Podcast, where you can write a book and change the world. I'm your host, Kitty Buholtz, and this is episode number 235, Better Health for Better Creativity, an interview with Jill Cruz, coming to you on Thursday, February 18th, 2021. This episode could change your writing life. I am absolutely not kidding you. It actually might just change your life, period. In the time that it took Jill and I to do this interview, so, you know, an hour-ish, we talked for a few minutes afterwards, so let's call it an hour and 15 minutes tops, I slept better the night after we spoke than I have slept in months, and I am not kidding you, I've been having some sleeping trouble, but she was explaining so many things in this podcast that helped me to understand, and I thought that I already understood, I thought I was bringing her on for you, little did I know <laughs> that she needed to tell me a lot of things that I just need to tweak this, I need to change how I look at this, and that, and this, and that, oh my gosh, you guys, seriously, this is going to be a great episode for you. I think that if you've been having sleep trouble like me, possibly you might notice that your sleep is going to improve. I'll just tell you a little hint. It had totally to do with my mindset before I went to sleep. And I thought I had been doing enough, but apparently I hadn't. I just really, really focused on the things that made me super happy that I was super grateful for. I thought I just needed to relax. But when I really focused on thinking very positive, happy, strong thoughts like that, it was the best sleep that I've had in months. I am totally not using hyperbole. You know, I love hyperbole, not using it this time. I was like, holy cow, I got to do this again. And, you know, I've gotten out of the habit a little bit, which again, makes me go, wow, that obviously does make a difference because now I'm sleeping well, better, but like, not like I had been those first couple of days after talking to her. So much information, and I really think that it's going to help both of us with um, with our general health and also the kind of health that leads to clearer mind, clearer thinking, and better creativity. So enjoy this episode, take notes, and remember, we now have transcripts on all the episodes starting with um, this year, 2021. So go to podcast.rightnowworkshop.com and find this episode 235, and you can read the transcript and remind yourself of all the things that she said that you want to make sure that you do. It, it's already changing my life. I'm sure it's going to change your life. Also remember that you can pick up my free self-publisher book checklist that is a downloadable PDF that you can also just leave on your computer and fill out on your computer so that you don't have to print it and then fill it out by hand and then wonder what did I do with that piece of paper, which is what I tend to do. <laughs> so uh, you can sign up and also get a free copy of that. And remember, if you have any questions about the finish your book, finish your book membership program or the one-on-one -on -one coaching or the group coaching, you can find more information at rightnowworkshop.com forward slash writing coach, or you can reach out to me at kitty at kittyboohaltz.com. Send me an email. The membership group is totally fun. We're getting a lot of writing done together. We're kind of using each other's energy and a lot of people are continuing to write after we hang up. Uh, so they're using that energy and having even more energy to get even more writing done, which is awesome. Plus we have awesome 
some guest speakers like Jill, in fact, was uh, one of our speakers answering specific questions where people could ask her, what can I do in this particular situation to help me with this problem, which is awesome. I love it. So, so much going on. 2021 is just going to be a very exciting year for us. There's lots of new things happening and um, I'm just excited for you to be a part of it. So reach out, let me know if there's anything that you are loving about the changes, anything that you're hating about the changes, or if there's anything that you're like, Hey, can you do this? Or maybe I don't necessarily won't be able to help you myself, but maybe I'll know somebody else who can help you with something else. So reach out. I am happy to help. I really do believe that we can write books that change the world, whether it is, um, it changes the world of my readers who are stressed out. And then I give them more joy and happiness, or, um, I take them to a place where really scary, evil things are going on, but then good ones out in the end or books that like literally are going to make people go, this is so interesting. I'm going to do this differently. Oh, look, my life is better. And now I'm interacting with other people in a better way. And it's making these ripple effects of the world becoming a better place. So I completely believe that we can all do that. So I want you to write and I want you to finish. And if there's anything I can do to help, please let me know. In the meantime, Jill is about ready to give us all sorts of helpful tips that will help us with both our regular health and the health that we need in order to be the most creative people we can be to do these things that we have in mind. All right, here's Jill. Today's guest is Jill Cruz. Jill helps women over 40 who hate dieting to lose weight and feel great without being deprived. Jill has a Master of Science degree in human nutrition and is a board certified nutrition specialist. She combines her strong science-based background with tons of practical nutrition, fitness, and lifestyle guidance, helping people strive to be the best versions of themselves. She's on a mission to guide women to achieve their wildest dreams for their health while loving the food they eat and the life they live. Welcome, Jill. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I just have to say, as a woman over 40, I'm like, I love your mission. <laughs> I've been <laughs> yes. eating for like a month and a half now, and it, it does feel good, but I'm wearing some jeans that are telling me it's time to back off. <laughs> yeah, that can definitely happen. We Listen, it happens to the best of us. It happens to everyone. Awesome. So listen, let's just um, kind of give the audience an idea of who you are and why we're talking. You and I met in a business coaching program called ACES that we're both still in. Uh, we're talking in January, 2021. And we just hit it off. I liked you immediately the first time I talked to you. And then every time, you know, if you're talking during one of the group calls, I'm like, oh, that is so interesting. So I was thrilled when I reached out to you and said, could you talk about nutrition to writers who have this crazy sedentary activity and who I have to say, most everyone I know eats while they write, which is terrible. Um, but there's something about, I think that has to do with um, the chewing and the crunching does something in your head. I don't know. But anyway, I was very, very happy for you to come on the show and talk, uh, talk about how we can do our work better based on things that you specialize in. Well, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to talk about it too, because one of my um, big areas of interest is productivity and efficiency and really being, being your best. You know, how is it possible for we humans to kind of maximize our potential? It doesn't matter where you're starting. It's just how can, how can you be a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. So uh, 
yeah, I'm, I, I love talking about anything related to being a better writer or just being a better person. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because, you know, it's been um, a, a tough year for a lot of people. Some people like you and I, we've been working at home the whole time. And in some ways it feels like has my life really changed, but then all the people around you who used to be someplace else during the day, they're also at home. And so you realize your life has changed. And uh, my life is, uh, yeah, my husband used to be uh, an apprentice chef at a four-star resort when we got married. So instead of taking lunches with him and going away, and then I would have peanut butter and jam or peanut butter on a banana or whatever came to my hand when I walked through the kitchen. Now I have these like big meals, delicious lots of butter. (laughs) And then I'm like, oh, well, since you're cooking, I feel like I should do something. And my thing is baking. So I'm like, let me bake some cookies and some cinnamon rolls and some homemade bread. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it's been fun, but I'm not sure how healthy it is. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, I, one thing that I, if anybody asks me at a party or if I'm working with a client, doesn't really matter if someone's saying, you know, should I do this? Is it okay if I do that? a lot of times I'll just say, well, what are your goals? Because for some people, it's really important to be, to look a certain way, or it's important to have their brain functioning really well during the day. Other people, it doesn't matter as much. So it really comes back down to what is it that you want to accomplish physically and and also obviously career-wise, you know, all of that comes into play. But I I think that a lot of times people don't realize how much their lifestyle and nutrition practices affect their work. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you may sit there saying, well, it doesn't really matter if I bake, you know, I'm I'm not overweight, I'm having fun, I'm enjoying it. And that's great. But at the same time, if you want to be better and maybe be a better writer or whatever it is that you want to accomplish, you can use nutrition and lifestyle to do that. Right. Okay. This is interesting because I'd never thought about uh, me asking myself the question. I mean, I'm a product of the American marketing and media campaign that all women should look like they weigh 110 pounds. And I'm like, (laughs) I weighed 110 pounds in like the fifth grade. That's not going to happen again. (laughs) So on the one hand, I'm like, well, I want to be healthy. I don't want to die of a heart attack, you know, because I have 16 pounds of fat surrounding my heart and my heart can't pump anymore, but I really like food and I would like to enjoy that too. But it's funny because even though I know nutrition affects my brain, like I think that maybe it affects my brain long enough after I've eaten that I don't really make enough connections to know what thing helped and what thing didn't. Like I told you, I had a little bit of caffeine about an hour and a half ago and inside my brain, I'm like this squirrel on over the hedge. Have you seen that animated movie? Like, no. <laughs> in his head, he's just like, da-da-da-da-da, I'm going to go over here and climb the hedge and look over and, you know, do the lookout thing that I said I'd do. But what all the other animals see is a squirrel going, boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, oh, that's how I feel inside my head. <laughs> I don't know if this will make me a better writer or a worse writer, but I suspect in two or three hours when it wears off, I'll be like, what writing? What's a writer? <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the opposite of the squirrel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> outside, you look very calm, but inside. <laughs> so tell us, um, so first of all, that is a great question. And I just want to say it again. What are your goals? Lose weight, think better, sleep better. I know nutrition helps you to sleep better. Exercise helps you to sleep better. Supposedly, I'm 52. I haven't slept past 4 a.m. and I don't know a while, apparently mm -hmm. that's a hormonal thing. And then I started thinking, well, what about, what about my, uh, you know, hormones can I do to eat differently or exercise differently that will make that ease up and not be such a problem. So there's probably six or 10 hours worth of information you could give us. <laughs> Why don't you pick? So it's writers listening. Why don't you pick, what do you think are some things that would be really helpful for us to be thinking about for our 2021 goals? <laughs> <laughs> well, just going back to those goals, um, you know, Danny, who is the, we're in this ACEs program together and Danny Eni is the CEO and he always talks about what is the roadblock? What is standing in the way of getting to where you want to go? And I think that's the first place when really to set that goal of what's going to bring you to the next phase, the next level up. So definitely you want to start with a goal because I could tell you, oh, do this, do that, do that. But if you don't have a reason to do it, you're not, yeah. you're just not going to do it. So first the goal and then the commitment to the goal. And then after that, uh, there are really uh, five areas that you could consider. There is nutrition, sleep, stress management, right. physical activity, and mindset. And those are all five, uh, some people may call them pillars uh, of health that you could tackle one of those and you could see a big difference in your life. If you try to tackle all of them at the same time, you're probably just going to give up in a week, you know, <laughs> like they have these programs where it's like 30 days, get up every day, 6am workout and eat perfect and, you know, go to bed on time and meditate. And after 30 days, you're like, okay, well, I'm really, that was fun, but now let me get back to my life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not sustainable. Right. I have to tell you, like, um, I've learned a lot of things in this business coaching program, a lot of things about mindset and other things. And, and again, like, how can I work better? How can I get the most out of my brain during the day and that sort of thing? Mm -hmm. And so um, there's this 15 minute meditation that I found. And then there's this exercise. It really only takes me about a half an hour unless I add some cardio, then we're talking 30 to 60 minutes. And then, um, you know, I was like, okay, I need to be calm and stop being so stressed out. So then, you know, I'm reading my Bible, talking to God and like kind of putting my goals down just two or three goals for the day. So I can just be calm. And by the time I actually get to work, it's like 10 AM noon. I'm like, I can't get enough work done now. I don't know what to do. So I totally hear you on trying to do too many things at once and feeling like you're not accomplishing anything. Yeah. 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 Each one of those things has to become an ingrained habit before, um, I, I believe before you really want to move on to the next. Ah. So, um, it could be about asking someone else like me, like a professional saying, okay, what area do you think I should start with first? But I actually think most of us know, uh, mm -hmm. and when you're choosing not, you know, it's not the thing that I need to work on the most necessarily. Like if you know that your diet is really poor, you might think, well, I got to get that diet fixed right before I do any of these other things. That may be true. But then again, 
that really difficult thing may be like, feel like a mountain in front of you and overwhelming. So you may want to pick something that's actually low, low hanging fruit. That's easy right. for you to do. Okay. So um, if you, let's say your diet's really poor and you're sedentary, maybe the first thing you want to pick is I'm just going to take a walk every day. If you're not already doing that, or I, I walk, but I don't exercise. Now, um, walking is exercise, but technically I kind of put it into the category of physical activity. So, uh, but either way, uh, we're designed to move. Yeah. We're designed to move, sitting down all day, writing. And especially, I don't think people write with pens anymore. When when you're a writer, write a your own. A few people, the, but yeah. Some people do. Mostly, mostly <laughs> on the computer, I think. That may pro- provide l- different postural issues than, you know. So, yeah. um, so if you are sedentary, it, it's probably highly, highly imperative that you start getting up and moving. And it could be five minutes a day to start. Um, so, so we could go, you know, we could talk about any of those, uh, if you want like a tidbit from each, yeah, I can do, do that, that. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds good. So there are five pillars. Maybe you can yep. just give us an example of one thing that we could change that might make our writing life a little bit easier in okay. areas. Mm-hmm. So yeah. let's, since we were talking about physical activity, uh, I think that's a great place to start. Uh, physical activity and exercise is for the most part pretty free. I mean, you could invest in gym equipment like you were telling me, but you could also just go outside and walk. Uh, you could clean your house. It doesn't have to be a financial investment. So it's, that's one, one thing. And it also, <clears throat> there are enormous, enormous benefits from being more physically active. When I say that we're designed for, to move, I'm not just saying that, like we are literally designed to move. So when we sit all day, we're doing the opposite of what we're supposed to be doing. Unfortunately, sorry to break the news. Now I work all day too. So the standing desk, which you mentioned you have, Mm -hmm. can be a life changer right there. Uh, So if, if that's possible to get a situation where you're not sitting, you're actually standing and doing your work. It's, it's a totally different energetically when I write, I'm not a writer, but I do write a lot, <laughs> blog posts and stuff. Yeah. Uh, when I speak, when I work with clients, I'm always standing up. It's a different creative energy. So, so that's mm-hmm. one big tip. And uh, if you're not doing anything, I just five minutes a day. If you can commit to for the next seven days, don't even think about the future. Just think about the next seven days. Every day, I'm going to do something for five minutes. I'm going to walk. I'm going to do a couple of squats. I'm going to dance to my favorite song, whatever it is, uh, that can, will make a difference. And then you can always build on it. That's yeah. the beautiful thing about it. We put so much pressure on ourselves. Like, oh, I'm not physically active. I have to, I have to spend a thousand dollars in gym equipment and start working out an hour a day. Forget about that. Just start simple and easy so that you don't have resistance to doing it. Yeah. Right. Because there's a, there's a barrier if we put up barriers yes. in front of ourselves, like uh, I should work out, but I don't have 30 minutes. Right. Okay. Well take that barrier away and make it five minutes and yeah. make it something you enjoy. Yeah. And you could, this is what I do. Um, sometimes I listen to podcasts 
Sometimes I listen to uh, audio books that are related in some way to, um, you know, writing or the writing business or that sort of thing. Uh, and sometimes I have to say, I get the best brainstorming activity when I go to the other room where my big exercise ball is and I sit on it. And then for me, not everybody can do it, but uh, I, I lean back. So my back's on the ball and I'm, my head's down on one end and my feet are down on the other hand and the blood is getting back to my brain, <laughs> which is amazing how much it helps to have blood in your brain helping you think. <laughs> and then five minutes of rolling around on the ball or less, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what happens next. And I'm so excited. Oh, that's awesome. Well, one thing that I wanted to mention is, and this gets into neuroscience. So it's a little technical. I love but our <laughs> <laughs> our prefrontal cortex, which is our uh, forward thinking human conscious intellectual part of our brain, uh, it there are different uh, zones, so to speak, that you could be in. One is what we call central executive network. Central executive network sounds just like what it is. You are the executive. Uh, you are working. You are intelligent. You're focusing. You're writing. And that's wonderful. When you are engaged in writing, your brain activity is mostly in the central executive network. Okay. Awesome, right? Yeah. Now, that's pretty intense. So the other side is what they call the default mode network, ah. DMN, default mode network. And that, when you're spacing out, when you're on the ball and just kind of spacing out, your brain activity is more in the default mode network, which is the mind wandering. And when you get into the default mode network, that's where creativity is allowed to kind of flow. Okay. So you may get your most creative ideas, actually not when you're writing, but when you're taking a walk or just chilling out, watering your plants. So what I suggest to people is that you, you work hard, you use that central executive network for 20, 40, 60 minutes, whatever it is, and then you take a break, and you let your mind wander. Go do some mindless activity like washing the dishes or yeah. something like that. And let your brain just kind of just space out. Right. It's so funny. My husband and I were both in the um, uh, writing the first draft stage of a book uh, several months ago. It was it was definitely well into the year. Might have been, you know, last summer. And um, we <laughs> Neither one of us likes to do any house cleaning. If it, if we could just magically have the house just wake up and it's clean every day, brownies did it. I would be the happiest person ever. But we were both in this stage where both of us were trying to figure out some stuff in the first draft of our stories. And we were fighting over who gets to do the dishes because we would notice that, you know, when we're not thinking about it, that's when it's happening. And it was seemed to always be working when we did the dishes. Yes. And that is clean things in the house for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is that is a neuroscience based. It's not something I made up. It's real. And it's actually can improve your productivity. If you know that if you're aware, you're like, okay, I'm going to give myself time to really focus and concentrate. And then I'm going to give myself some time to just chill out. And it doesn't have to be long. It could be a five minute break. Yeah, 10 minute break. And I liked what so you said that's... earlier too, that um, I can also include some of this house cleaning as exercise or that is movement yes. as well. So I'm getting actually double, maybe triple benefits here. So I just have Absolutely. to tell myself, listen, this is a benefit. This isn't poor me. I have to do house cleaning and I hate it. This is, I'm getting some exercise and thinking about my story without thinking about it. And I'm doing good things for my brain. And, and so I should be happy that I get to do this, right? 
Yes, uh, absolutely. Well, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a work, right? It's a work in progress. Your, yeah. your perspective on things, you know, uh, there's no shoulds, but uh, yes, there, um, every time you move, that's good. So we, it is, it could be a shift in perspective from, oh, I have to do housework to, oh, I get to move around a little bit and let my mind wander. I, I love that. That's just yeah. a shift in perspective. Perfect. Sure. Which kind of, I, I'm beginning to see how these five areas are linked because now we're, we're kind of hitting on one of the areas of mindset as well. Yes. Yes. And that could be, that alone could be a huge mindset tip is you just understand kind of a little bit more about how your brain works. Yeah. And that if you try to just write all day, you're probably not, it's not going to be your best work. Uh, you'll probably be fatigued. Yeah. So actually getting up and moving, and that's a whole nother piece to movement. It gets your blood flowing. Talk about getting blood to your brain. Yeah. You know, our, our heart, our hearts are good at that. Like our hearts, if they're working well, we'll get the blood to the brain. And yeah. if we, the more we move uh, all the, um, you, you mentioned earlier, you were jumping on the trampoline. A lot of people do that to move, to get the circulation from the lower body up. Oh, our muscles do that. That's lymph, moving the lymph and moving the blood. But if you are physically active, whether it's jumping on a trampoline or walking or cleaning or lifting weights, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You're getting that circulation to flow more, more blood to the brain. Right. So you could also think of it that way. Yeah. All right. This is good. <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right. So, so, so let's talk about food. Mm -hmm. nutrition. I love food. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. And, and, and I want everybody to love food. I'm not the nutritionist who's like, oh, you know, that's bad. And that's good. Like let, if we could just take away the, um, the morality <laughs> piece to it, because there is a thing, and I don't know how it is in Sweden, but in the United States, well, you grew up in the States. So, you yeah. know, uh, if you have trouble with your weight, that is not uh, that's a, that's a, 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 I don't want to say it's a morality, but it's sort of like something's, something's wrong with you. Yeah. You're lazy or you're, um, you're just can't control yourself. And there's a lot of negative stuff that goes on around that. And, and if you're even just what the way you were describing your baking and your husband's cooking and all these things, it's like, oh, it sounds wonderful. But at the same time, there's this guilt yeah. around it. Right. So, I encourage people to move away from that ah. and to approach eating as from the perspective of self-love cool. and self-care. Okay. So, so, you know, as you get better and better nobody, this is a, a, a lifelong work. It's a lifelong work for me. I have the same issues that everybody else has with food. Uh, but as you get more and more into it, you kind of start to approach food from a place of, is this the most loving thing that I can do for my body right now? Yeah. So that's like pretty advanced. But in the, in the beginning, when I first start working with people, the thing that I talk about is how can you nourish your body properly so that it's easier for you to be in a better mood so that you can make better food choices? Yeah, yes. I've noticed that there's a big issue with what is the first thing I put in my mouth in the morning is mm -hmm. it makes the whole day. 
if it's something sugary, I will probably have cravings and feel like I cannot control what I'm doing for the rest of the day. If I have a protein yeah. shake or sometimes eggs will be enough, then I, I feel like I have so much more self-control and I know it's chemical, but I don't understand what is happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you basically like if, if someone said, well, if you asked me if there was only one thing I could tell you about nutrition, it would be eat whole foods as much as you possibly can. Right. That would be if everybody in the world suddenly just started eating all whole foods or even 80%, let's say whole foods. Yeah. First of all, the entire industrial food complex would, would <laughs> melt. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's one thing, but uh, it's, it, but we would all change. We would all be much healthier. It's processed foods that we really want to try to slowly, but surely eliminate. So if you're eating a cold cereal for breakfast, switch it to uh, an oatmeal Oh, okay. Right? because whole oatmeal food. is less processed. Okay. So we're talking about whole food equals sort of at least a food that's not been processed or it's yes. been only lightly yes. processed. Like oatmeal would have been cut up, but it's still oats. Is that yes. right? I exactly. That so meal, cause I don't eat it, but <laughs> yeah. And, and an egg is truly, I mean, it's a very minimally processed food, right? right. You just crack it open, scramble it up and uh, I'm a huge fan of eggs nutritionally and just they're simple, they're quick. And they also for breakfast, what you mentioned about uh, you're eating something that's dense in protein and probably some fat. Mm -hmm. And when you do your smoothie, there's probably some fiber in there yeah. as well. So those are the macronutrients that you kind of want to be thinking about at your meal is like, where's the protein? Where's the fat? Where's the fiber? So if you have a bowl of cereal with, let's say you have it with whole milk, yeah. which a lot of people don't, but the cereal is so highly processed. The milk is actually highly processed too, okay. unfortunately, even though it doesn't look like it is. There's very little protein, if any at all. There may be a little bit of fat in the milk. It's just not sustaining. It's like right. you're trying to make a fire and you want the fire to keep burning, right? You don't want it to just put a little couple of twigs and a piece of newspaper and boop, it burns out. Yeah. That's what the cereal is doing. Okay. If you eat protein, fat, and fiber, you're, those are the logs. Those are the slow burning fuel and they'll sustain you for hours. And one of the best ways to know if you ate enough protein, fat, and fiber yeah. is how long does it take for you to get hungry? If you eat, you know, it, it, just do an experiment, eat two eggs, maybe a vegetable omelet, even yeah. get some fiber in there. And then have a bowl of cereal or a croissant for breakfast. Just pay attention to the difference. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I pretty much can guarantee there's going to be a big difference in not only your hunger, cravings later in the day, which you mentioned, energy, and also mood. And the big one for writers, energy is really important, but so is mental clarity. Yeah. So do you ever eat a meal and then feel like there's just like a, a, a kind of a veil came over your brain? Have you ever experienced that? Wow. Okay. Well, see, that's the thing is that I've never asked myself the question about why, why this, like I, I haven't had uh, the question to link it to anything else. So I know that um, I don't feel as good. Like I'm happy if I have the peanut butter crunch cereal that I got for Christmas. Um, but then, yeah, I'm totally ready to eat something else two hours later. And then two hours after yes. that, and then 20 minutes after that again, and then I'm just eating chocolate. And, um, but it, it never occurred to me to ask myself, like, is my brain working less well than yesterday when I had a smoothie? 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that's, okay, that's fine. an, that's, and for anybody who watches this, you can just, just, if you, if we can go into these experiences with curiosity yeah. rather than judgment, blame, <gasps> regret, I did this, I did that. I'm a bad eater. I'm overweight, blah, blah. Get, let that all go and just go with curiosity. I love this. Oh my gosh. You're making me feel so much better about myself. I can totally, yes. And then curiosity. And then you make your own decision about, oh, I don't like the way I feel. So I'm going to change how I eat tomorrow or whatever, because I want to, not because I should. Yes. Ah, yes, yes, yes. The light bulbs are going on. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, when a doctor tells you, you have to eat better, that's like, that's an external motivation. They call it extrinsic motivation. Intrinsic motivation comes from inside. Like, I just want to do this because I want to feel better. I want to take care of my body. Yeah. I want to be a better writer. (laughs) That also could be like an intrinsic motivation that that works, that would work. Okay. Uh, so, so to kind of summarize, you know, you can look at your food and you can say, well, is there something that's processed that I could eat that's less processed? And I do have a document, uh, which I don't know how, I guess I could send it to you, but it's, I I actually have a reference. uh, These are more processed. These are less processed. Like it's a continuum. Is this something people can go to your website and sign up to get a copy or? Well, I I can set it up that way. Uh, It's not set up that way right now, but I'll put that on my to-do list. (laughs) (laughs) Cause it's actually really useful. Cause a lot of times people are like, well, not really sure. I never thought that milk was processed. Wait a minute. But some things are very obvious right? Like chips and cereal and granola bars and hot dogs, pasta, crackers, you know, these, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. But if you can just think in terms of, is this as close to its natural form, original form, right? Like we talked about oats. Yeah. So they take the oats off of the plant, they clean it up a little bit, they put it in a bag, not that process. Cereal, on the other hand, it goes through multiple you know, how do they get it into those little shapes? That's yeah. a lot of process and make it purple and blue and green. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, so it's, a, so I can provide that resource. Uh, so that's one thing to think about. And the other is, am I nourishing my body so that I can go four or five hours without being hungry? Okay. Am I eating a meal where afterwards I feel the same as I did before I ate the meal mentally, like, like brain fog, oh, mental wow. clarity wise, uh, so I used to eat, um, this was me, I would eat cereal for breakfast or a bagel with cream cheese. Oh yeah. And then I, I, in the morning I was so tired, it didn't even matter what I did. <laughs> yeah. I just felt tired. Then at lunch, I would usually have a sandwich. But what I would notice is that before I ate, I was hungry, but my mind was clear. After I ate, I wasn't hungry, but my mind, I couldn't quite. Oh yes. Working as as I wanted it to, I so you know I can't in this in this short amount of time that we have explain all of the possible reasons that that could be happening to somebody, yeah. but typically if you don't have enough protein, protein's a big one, and then if you're eating refined carbs like um, like a bagel, right, or cereal, these are refined carbs, so there's not a lot of fiber in there, and the blood sugar shoots up and it kind of messes with your brain function. Okay. So again, go, go into curiosity mode and ask Mm -hmm. yourself, what did I eat? How do I feel? And then just start paying more attention and try a few different things. See what changes so that you're feeling the way that you want to feel thinking 
clearly if that's what you're looking for. I mean, mm-hmm. at Christmas, I wasn't working. I had every right. intention of eating everything I wanted to eat and doing nothing but sitting on the couch and watching TV if that's what I wanted to do. Now I have to make up for that, but that's what I wanted for those two weeks. But now I'm like, no, I need definitely like mental clarity and just have healthier choices because I want yeah. to feel better and I want to do my work because I like my work. Yes. And or, yes. you know, we do our work because we get paid to do our work. We need to do our work. <laughs> that's true too. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that what happens is the more you get used to feeling good, the more you want it. So that feeling that you had over the holidays, I have that same feeling, but it lasts like two days. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, (laughs) I just want to go back to eating the way I'm eating. I want to go back to exercising. So we can shorten those, those periods. I don't, I don't want to say that those periods should never happen. Yeah. Because maybe that's just part of being human. So yeah, but awesome. if we can, the more aware you become of how good it feels to feel good, the more yeah. you're going to intrinsically want it and you're going to do those things. Right. But it's a process. It does not happen overnight. All right. Cool. This is great. So uh, we've got a couple more of the, of the five areas, right? Yeah. We talked about um, a little bit about mindset, but we talked about fitness and, and nutrition. So stress management, right. huge yeah. and sleep. Those are, listen, I started off with physical activity, but uh, if you if someone's sleep, if your sleep is not good, let's say, if it's if it's good, then maybe you're okay. But we want it to at least be good. I would start with that. Oh, if your sleep is poor or spotty, because sleep is the foundation of all health. Ah. So if if we take those pillars and we put a foundation, sleep would be at the bottom. Okay. And upon the sleep rests the fitness and the food and the, and the stress management, all of that. Yeah. If you are not well rested, then it doesn't matter how well you eat. It doesn't matter how much physical activity you get, or you could sit and meditate. It's, you cannot outrun poor sleep, unfortunately. Right. So there are two types of people there who, let's say poor sleep. There are people who choose to have poor sleep and there are people who really want to get better sleep. Okay. It, they can't, it's hard. They have insomnia. They wake up at 4am or they can't have trouble falling asleep or whatever. If you're choosing to get poor sleep, stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm joking a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, you know, it's hard. The one, one advice I'll give those people is just dial it back just 15 minutes. That's it. If you go to bed at 2am, go to bed at 1.45. If you're all over the place, try to pick a time and just do that. Even if it's 2 a.m., I don't care. If it's 1 a.m. today, 3 a.m. tomorrow, you know, midnight the night before, try to pick a time and stick to that. Okay. And, and sometimes you have to move in 15-minute increments. Yeah. I, have, I have a client I've been working with for about 10 months now, and, and we finally got her from 2 a.m. to 1.30 a.m. consistently. Wow. It's taken her 10 months. She's been working on other stuff, too. Yeah. It's okay to take time as long as you're moving in the right direction. Uh, so that's those people. For people who have poor sleep, again, like I could talk for an hour, but we, you know, or more. Um, <laughs> there are three things you can do to get better sleep if you have trouble sleeping. Okay. Number one is consistency. The same thing that I mentioned for those people who are kind of erratic. If you can go to bed at the same time every night, 
that will help. And these three things are based in not Jill Cruz's opinion about stuff, but uh, there's a lot of research around these three. There, there, if you look on the online, like how do I get better sleep? You're gonna find 55 things and you're gonna feel awful. Like, oh, I have to do all those things to, to sleep better. I'm like, gosh, it's overwhelming. Yeah. So you start with these three, if you're not doing them already, number one, consistent bedtime, consistent. Every night, 10, you know, give yourself a 30 minute window. That's it. Yeah. Um, the other is room temperature, cool, hot. We do not sleep well with heat. So 65 to 68 degrees Fahrenheit. I don't know what that is in Celsius. So uh, yeah, well, somebody can feel free to just do convert to anyone who need it in Celsius. Cause I don't know it either. I know it's, um, it's in the, it's teens. probably in the teens somewhere, yeah. right. Uh, the upper teens. So, um, so there's that. And then also, um, oh, I'm having a brain freeze right now about what the third one is. <laughs> Does it have to do with exercise and nutrition? I always feel like oh. those affect my sleep. Yes, but that's not what I was going to say. But yes, that is another thing I find um, when people they're more physically active, they do get better sleep. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, but it's like what I call light therapy. Oh. And that doesn't mean, you know, we could talk about blue lights and TV screens and all of that. I'm not even going to talk about that. Don't even worry about that right now. Get natural light early in the day. Okay. That actually has been shown to improve sleep in the evening. You oh. just go outside and take a walk. Now, when you live in Sweden, I don't know what you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, we go outside winter. at eight or eight thirty in the morning when it starts getting sort of light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's when you and maybe you know when you live in Sweden, you actually have some lights. You actually do real light therapy, like have lights on your desk. Or I do have, yeah, I do have like a. Um, it's actually for, for photography studio, but I was trying to find a light bulb that would um, kind of simulate what people in Seattle apparently can buy a certain kind of light bulb that simulates yes. daylight? Yes. Yeah. Because what happens is if you get up in the morning, let's just say here in New York, I get up, I go outside and, and the light is getting into my eyes and the eyes are directly connected to the brain. Oh, it's morning time. Wake up. So that affects all of your hormones because uh -huh. the hormones are, our bodies are on a circadian rhythm. Right. right. Where they move on a certain rhythm, our hormones, certain hormones peak in the morning, cortisol peaks in the morning. So uh, we want the more consistently, the more we can kind of allow ourselves to follow that natural day night schedule, the better your sleep is going to be. Okay. And of course, there's a lot of other stuff, but try those three. And if anybody has questions, you can reach out to me and I will just segue right into the next one. Yeah. Stress management. And the reason that I want to segue right away is that I'd say 9.9 .9 times out of 10, people have <laughs> poor sleep because of stress, Oh, unfortunately. Wow. So uh, even waking up in the middle of the night, you could understand not falling asleep, right? Oh, yeah. my mind is racing. All of, but yeah. even, even waking up in the night or waking up really early in the morning is, is usually because of stress. Oh. So, and, and hormones are a whole nother, we could do a whole nother podcast on hormones, but yeah. Obviously hormones play a role, like you mentioned being 52 and all of that. Uh, so stress management, huh. do you have any things you do? You mentioned you, you meditate. So, um, <laughs> yeah, 
I, I do it for three or four days until I get to, uh, well, let's see, it's actually Wednesday, right this minute. And uh, tomorrow I will probably like read my Bible for about 37 seconds, skip the meditation and run into my office as soon as I can get myself out of bed, because now I feel like I've used up all of my free time. And now I really have a lot of work that I have to get done before the end of the week. That's how my weeks yeah. usually go. Monday, I'm very calm. By Friday, I'm like, holy crap, I need more time. <laughs> okay. So I'm just going to step for a moment into this mindset piece because yeah. it is related to stress management yeah. and mindset okay. and awesome. productivity. So the better you nourish your body, whether it's food, sleep, meditation, it doesn't matter what it is, physical activity, the more productive you are. Okay. That's just undebatable. In, in my book, that's undebatable. I, uh, I have a lot of energy and my mind is clear and I'm calm. That's not because I'm doing a lot of work and getting it all done. It's because I slept well last night and I took my walk in the morning and I did my meditative type work. So do you see what I'm saying? So we tend to think, well, I don't have time for self-care because I'm too busy. Right. It's actually the opposite. The more self-care I practice, the more productive I am, which means I get more work done in a shrinked amount of time. Oh, that sounds really good to me. (laughs) Yes, yes. And there is a world where you can live like that. Number one, it takes prioritizing self-care. Yeah. Number two, time management, you know, really looking at your schedule and making sure that you're not taking on too much. Yeah. That's a big, especially women, we take on too much. Yeah. And we push our and entrepreneurs and, and writers, I believe are at their hearts, probably mostly entrepreneurs, even yeah. though they may not identify that way. Uh, you know, we want to get it all done fast and we want to be productive. We want to make money now. Like I understand all of that. Um, but we're kind of shooting ourselves in the foot by trying to do too much. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it takes also, again, taking a step back and saying, what does my schedule look like? Are there things that I, that I need to delay or actually just remove? Yeah. So both of those things. Yeah. At the same time, if possible. Oh, my brain is just full. <laughs> okay. One quick I know, question it's about, a lot. yeah. So, um, so sleep being the foundation, um, for people who like me are struggling with, um, and, and I try really hard not to drink very much water after I I really love water. You're just drinking water. You know, I (laughs) normally have a glass everywhere I go. Um, but I try really hard to stop drinking by like six o'clock at night because I don't want my bladder to be the only reason I woke up out of a sound sleep. But if I'm going to wake up at four o'clock in the morning, then, (laughs) I have tried two different ways this morning. I was like, screw it, not falling or not waking. Sorry. What am I trying to say? I'm not falling back asleep again after 45 minutes. I'm just going to get up and do stuff. And I'm Mm -hmm. probably just going to be tired today, which is why I had some caffeine earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, but other times I'm thinking, okay, I know sleep is the most important thing. So I do everything I can think of to fall back asleep. Eventually I'll turn my Kindle on read some more until hopefully I fall back asleep. But now it's like eight or eight 30 when I finally get out of bed and I'm thinking, okay, I'm not really sure that was the best use of my time thoughts. Yeah. Okay. First of all, one of the problems with insomnia or whatever it is that you want to describe what's happening to you, whether it happens 
at, at 11 p.m. or 4 a.m., it doesn't matter, Okay, is that pressure that we put on ourselves. Oh, hurry up and fall back asleep. That's what I'm telling yes. myself. Come on, come yes. on, sleep. Yes, yes. And <laughs> okay. that like prevents you from falling asleep, right? Okay, right. <laughs> so the, in, in, if you look at like, you know, very medical people around insomnia, they all say 30 minutes. Okay. If you don't fall asleep within 30 minutes, then get up. Okay. And do something that makes you sleepy. <laughs> oh, and then maybe go back to sleep again for another maybe, hour or something. But for you, you know, 4 a.m., some people just are early risers. Maybe what you actually would need is a nap later oh, on. Oh, right. I don't know. I don't know. It's okay to nap. It's okay to nap. Yeah. We humans have napped uh, historically. Like if we look at indigenous people, they nap. Right. So it, there's nothing wrong with napping. Right. If it, if it works for you. Especially because I don't know about uh, others who are listening, but in my business, um, most of my clients and the people that I work with are somewhere in the North American time zone, which means that in Sweden, the, the earliest I can get to bed is 10. And I'm usually like a 9 p.m. I'm done with my day person, but I have to stay up later than my normal rhythm would be, which is why I'm trying to force myself to get up to extra sleep. But if I'm going to wake up at four, whether I go to sleep at 8.30 or 10.30, then maybe just nap on days that I'm tired is the better solution. Yeah. Rather than lying there for... Yes. <laughs> then you're basically just wasting time, right? Exactly. Like you could just get up and work or get up and do your meditation or something. And yeah. you have all this extra time now. And then it's like, okay, I'm going to take a nap. The only problem potentially with napping is, is it harder for you to fall asleep later? So you have to kind of, um, you know, everybody's individual around that, but yeah. the, there are a lot of things you can do to stop those racing thoughts and, and calm down. I mean, there are apps, right? Like the calm app, right? The, you know, there are lots of sleep apps. I personally am a physical person. I get up and I move okay. and I don't move in any specific way. I just kind of move <laughs> or, you know, put on a song that you love and just dance. And, you know, you may think, well, that's going to rev me up, but it, it actually can, it just gets your blood flowing again. And it actually can, can work through some of the stress. You know, you can work physical, you can work mental stress out of your body physically. Ah. So yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff with this. <laughs> Jill, I feel like you need to be like a, a, a regular <laughs> speaker on this, podcast. this amazing stuff. I'm already kind of seeing into my future here, how my writing career is just going to get so much more fun and relaxing. Yeah, that's the point. Look, if, if you're not having fun, you're doing something wrong. I believe yes. that. That's almost like my own personal motto. And there are ways, like things that we think are really hard, like some women, a lot of women struggle with eating and we feel like it's so hard. Yeah. There's always a way. In my, in my opinion, there's always a way, you, you know, you just, a lot of times we need help yeah. with that. And um, is it correct to believe that um, what's a solution for somebody won't be a solution for somebody else? Uh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I mean, I, I personally, I take CBD oil, which is a little bit controversial and I'm not recommending it unless you work with a qualified healthcare professional. But for me, CBD is great because I, I don't wake up in the night anymore. Okay. So, uh, so there are, you know, but that may not work for someone else. Right. Um, for some people it's meditate, like, yes, there's so many, whether it's food or sleep, stress management, we're all different Yeah, and, and we have to honor that. 
For sure. Yeah. Okay. This is good because I've, I've been, um, my husband and I've been trying something new, um, which we didn't understand what it really was. And then we finally looked it up. And we're like, oh, let's try that. So we've been trying interval fasting. So mm-hmm. we don't, we don't put anything with calories in our mouths until 9am and then pretty much eat anything we want during the day, but we stop at five. And after that, we brush our teeth and we're done unless it's Friday night, because then it's margarita night. But, um, (laughs) uh, and I really like, I don't think that I am making this up in my head. I really do think that it's helping me to sleep better. And I, I feel like I'm not, um, like gaining three pounds and then losing two pounds and then gaining more pounds. I feel like my weight's more even, I just feel in general more even. And I wasn't sure if it was my imagination or just finding that I found something that's working for me. Yeah. It sounds like it's working for you. If something's working, it's working and you'll know. Okay. Uh, And and that's, that's another thing that I could say about helping with sleep is no large meals or heavy, heavy exercise three hours before bed. That's another one that's very well researched three hours. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. So you're getting at least four or more hours and that's, that's probably, I'm sure that that's affecting your sleep. Yeah. Uh, And just overall, just maybe your blood sugar is getting more balanced. I, I, I don't know. I mean, but Hey, if it's working. Yeah. Keep doing it then. Right. Keep doing it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's just between 9am and 5pm where you, you know, you may want to like pay attention to those, those macros, the protein, right. the protein is so important. If you can just get a protein rich breakfast, yeah, it'll probably, you'll see throughout the day, not just in the morning, but throughout the day, less cravings yeah. and, and better brain function. Brilliant. Oh my gosh. I wish I could just reach through and hug you. I feel so much better <laughs> about myself and my life and like the near future and the distant future. Oh, that's good. I'm oh. so glad to hear that. Everyone who's listening, and if you're watching on YouTube, I hope you're getting as much out of this as I am. This is awesome. And can I ask Jill? Um, so uh, there will be most people will listen on their podcast app, their favorite app. A lot of people will be watching on YouTube um, because it's just a different audience and it's fun, and you know you get to see people chatting. Um, but uh, when it comes to like, how can people ask you a question? I'm thinking YouTube is one place they can just like post under the video, but mm-hmm. Also, um, tell us about where can people find you online, find out more about what you do and you have different, um, things that you can give away to people. They just sign up with their email and then they can get uh, like different helpful, I don't know, helps tips and stuff. Tell us some more about where, where people can find you and what you do. Okay. So the name of my business is work with your nature weight loss, which I think after hearing this conversation makes sense. Yeah. Because basically I'm talking about working with your human nature, including neuroscience and psychology and, and the body, right? So uh, it's called work with your nature weight loss. My website is actually winweightloss.com. W Y N like work with your nature. There's only one W. Uh, So you can maybe put the link there, but it's winweightloss.com. And going to my website is, you know, you can find out a lot about me. Uh, I I'm very bad. I'm it's very important to me that the stuff I talk about is science backed. I have a you know master of science degree. I have a, um, a certification in applied behavioral neuroscience. I don't like to espouse things that are just not that are just sort of tenuous. Yeah. Uh, so so that's my work, and of course, obviously, I work in mindset. But the work that I do is really I help women 
over 40 who are fed up with yo-yo dieting to lose weight, but to do so in a way that's nourishing and sustainable and pleasurable, really. Yeah. Gotta have fun. That's awesome. So, so you can just visit my website. I do, you can, there's, you can, if you get onto my email list, I send out a weekly blog post. I do have a blog. So you could just go and learn a ton nice. of stuff in the blog right away. Uh, it's on my website. And, uh, or if you're on the list, you get a weekly update, a weekly recipe, and I do monthly lunch and learns. So we get like this on Zoom as a group and we just chat about various topics relating to everything we talked about today. Wow. And is that a, a paid membership sort of thing? Or just if you're no. on your email list, you you can show up. Oh my gosh, I'm going to get on your email list. Yes, you should. <laughs> yes, yes. So I, I love, there's so much to talk about. And if someone needs my help, the, it's not information that they need so much. It's personalized targeted strategies, and then all the help with the mindset stuff. So I could give away information every day for the rest of my life, and I would still have clients. So (laughs) for me, it's fun. It's fun to chat with people and create. I have, I love the community. I really do. Nice. So join, join us. (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much. I really feel like you have shared so much fabulous information that it makes it feel like 2021 has a lot of hope and potential in it. Absolutely. I agree. Thank you for being on the show. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. This was absolutely pleasurable. And one, I want to add one little thing. If there was one thing that I would say that would cover a lot of those bases, it would be a morning walk. If you take a morning walk, you're moving physically, right? You're allowing your mind to get into that default mode network. You're going outside, getting that natural light into your eyes. And also walking has been shown to reduce stress. And if you can walk in nature, that also has been shown to reduce stress. So if you do nothing else after this, go out and take a five minute walk every morning. 